Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you're ready to get into the Word this morning. So grab your Bible, something to take notes with, and we're going to spend a few minutes just digging into the Word together. Uh, Last week, we finished up our series on the Sermon on the Mount that we've been doing over the summer. Uh, It's been a really, really good series. I've really enjoyed it. I hope that you've enjoyed it, enjoyed it, and that it's really impacted your life. Sometimes, you know, talking is hard. It just, it just is. Pray for me. Just, I'll receive it. No, uh, I mean, you can pray for me. I'll, I'll, I'll receive that as well. Uh, but it's been amazing to look at what the kingdom of God looks like, the kingdom of heaven looks like, and even look at what it means to align our lives with that kingdom. And, and as we move out of that now, I, I look back and I realize something really important that it's not enough for me just to understand intellectually about the kingdom of heaven. It's not enough for me just to read these three chapters and say, wow, those are really powerful words that are spoken. We have to move beyond just an intellectual understanding of what the kingdom of God is to an actual place of encountering the power of the kingdom and ultimately that that would lead us to encountering and to building a relationship with the king. Every kingdom has a king. And we have the beautiful part of this where the the kingdom is being laid out by the king. It's being expressed to us of what this looks like. But we have to move beyond just understanding of it. And one of the amazing things about Jesus that that I just find amazing is that every encounter that people had, every healing, every miracle that was taking place was somebody who was having an experience with the king and he was encountering the kingdom through it. And that experience was was made to grow and foster a deeper relationship with that person and the king. That's what these encounters were all about. If we look at the next couple of chapters after the Sermon on the Mount, we see something really cool take place because in chapters 8 and 9, and and it would be true all the way through Jesus' ministry and his life, but we're going to look specifically at these two chapters. You see two action-packed chapters full of encounters and experiences with the king and an understanding of the power of the kingdom at work. They're, they're, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. It's like, a, it's like a miracle buffet that takes place, right? So this is some of the stuff that takes place. The leper is healed. The centurion's servant is healed. Peter's mother-in-law is healed. The calming of the storm, driving out of demons, forgiving sins, and healing the paralytic. Raising a girl from the dead and on the way to do that, healing the woman with the issue of blood. And then healing two blind men. I mean, it's just that there's some really, really, really cool miracles that take place in this. And what I find is fascinating is it immediately follows Jesus laying out what the kingdom looks like. So it's saying, okay, the king is laying out what his kingdom looks like and then saying, now, I'm going to show you and you're going to have an encounter with me that's going to cause your relationship with me to grow as you encounter the power of this kingdom. And this is what Jesus is going to do here. But every one of these encounters we have to understand was for the purpose of people knowing and have a better understanding and a better relationship with the king. That's what it was all about. 
Now, I'm not going to go through all these, but I am going to take some time to go through a few of these that help us just to be able to process this. And what I want you to do is as we're going through these, I want you to process them as the disciples, as the person who the miracle is actually being performed to, right? And think about it through that perspective, because that is where we land. We land in this moment of being able to encounter the kingdom of God and having it change and infiltrate our lives and our relationship with the king growing. And so think about this as we go through. The first of these that I want to look at is in chapter 8 and verse 23. This is the calming of the storm. And I think it's really cool, right? So this is, this is a fun interaction. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, 2020 happened. It doesn't say that. It says, a fierce storm struck the lake. That sounds like 2020 to me. I'm just kidding. With waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. And Jesus responded, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Now, th that seems like a, a little bit of an obvious question, right? Why, why are we, okay because of the storms jesus but because of the the waves because of the the wind we're we're drowned we're drowning we're going under water we're not going to we're scared because of of this right like why are you asking this question jesus was asking this question because all this time he had been talking about a different kingdom a kingdom that brings peace a kingdom that brings security a kingdom that brings a calmness in the middle of a storm and so he's asking he's saying you've you've experienced this you've heard me talk about this so why are you still afraid and I think this can be very true in our lives. We look at the storm, we look at COVID, we look at the wildfires, we look at everything happening, and it's very easy for us to fixate on the storm. And it's easy for us to forget the king in the middle of the storm. It's easy for us to forget the one who has authority and whose kingdom reigns in the middle of the storm. We focus on all the stuff that in the natural is gonna take us out. Jesus says, why are you afraid? You, you have so little faith. And then what does he do? He stands up and he rebukes the wind and the waves. And suddenly there was a great calm. He doesn't just tell them to be quiet. He rebukes them. And the authority of the king puts under submission the natural world. This is what I love about this interaction is the fact that we see here that the kingdom of heaven, the realm of the kingdom of heaven has authority. The king has authority in the natural realm. Whatever is going on in your world right now, I'm sure that you have faced some sort of a storm. Or if you haven't, we all know people who have been facing a storm. There are things going on in life that are storms that are coming in to try to destroy us and try to take us out. But what this is saying is that that king has authority over our situations. And I love what it says. It says that suddenly there was a great calm. Now in our world, that doesn't mean that the storm will automatically go away. It doesn't mean we'll wake up tomorrow and COVID will be gone. And it doesn't mean all the fire, wildfires will be gone tomorrow. But it means that suddenly there will come a calm because of the kingdom of heaven. And because of the authority of the king, there will be a calm that comes in the middle of our situation. And Jesus is looking at us today and he's saying, listen, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? 
You're part of something so much greater. You're part of a kingdom that has so much more authority than any of this can ever do. Why are you afraid? Quit looking at the storm. Quit looking at the natural circumstances and fix your eyes on me. Let your relationship with me be the thing that carries you through this moment. So we have to come back to a place of saying, I know about the kingdom. I know the principles of the kingdom. Do I know and do I live under the fact that the king of that kingdom has ultimate authority? And the only way to do that is if our relationship with the king is strong enough to anchor us to the reality of that kingdom in the middle of the storm. This is what we each have to come to in our life. So then we go on to the very next part here where they cross over and Jesus arrives at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasenes and two men who were possessed by demons. Luke's account says that it was one man, two men, one man, five men. It doesn't really matter. They came, he, he ran across two possessed uh, men who lived in the cemeteries and were so violent that no one could go through that area. And what was really interesting about this is that every natural attempt to subdue them had not worked. Right? Luke's account says that they were actually chained up in, the, up in the, the tombs and they broke the chains right, because of the strength of this demonic oppression, the spiritual oppression that was on their life. And so nothing in the natural circumstance could do it. But here's what we learn about this section of scripture is that not only does the king have authority over the natural world, the king has the authority over the spiritual world. So now we have both of these things coming together, and they're one right after another, which is really, really cool. I geek out about this. You, you can maybe tell. Anyway, I want you to think about now <laughs> the perspective of the disciples. Remember, okay? Perspective of the disciples. The perspective of the disciples is they have not had a lot of interaction with Jesus and demons, like they've probably seen demons. They've probably seen the interaction, what it looks like for someone to be under the influence of being uh, possessed by a demon. But, but this is their first time with Jesus and demons. And this demon comes to Jesus and says this, screaming in his face, why are you interfering with us, son of God? Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? Now imagine the disciples. You got, you got this guy two guys luke's account says that the name of the demon was legion because there was actually a legion of demons inside of this man and he comes and he's screaming in the face of jesus and and if i'm a disciple i'm going okay th th this is kind of freaky this is kind of weird jesus is seems to be very calm he's just he's, he's not doing a whole lot this isn't phasing him this is weird i i might have to go change my shorts i mean that just might be a reality that i'm living in here this is a very scary situation What's Jesus going to do in this moment? And, and what's tested here is, is them being able to say, okay, what, what will you do? Are you really as powerful as you claim you are? Well, what happened? There was a herd of pigs and the demon said, hey, if you cast us out, send us into that herd of pigs. And Jesus said, all right, go. Now imagine the disciples, the visual on this. The demons coming out, whatever that looks like for demons to come out of the men, go over and fill the pigs and the pigs immediately charge down the bank into the sea. And you're sitting here going, never seen that one before. That's a, that's a new one. You've encountered 
the power of the kingdom realm and you've encountered the authority over the spiritual dominion that the king has. And it shapes your understanding of what kingdom living, of what kingdom culture, of what the kingdom of heaven is really like. But here's what's really interesting is that the herdsmen fled and they went to the nearby town telling everyone what happened to the demon-possessed man. And, and in Luke's gospel, they, they return and they gather around and Jesus is there sitting with the man. He's clothed, he's in his right mind, he's full of sense and they're having a conversation. But what's interesting to me is that the people don't fixate on the fact that the miracle has just taken place. They don't even think about the miracle that has just taken place with the person or the people that have just plagued their area, who have been howling up in the tombs at night, who, who they couldn't even go through that area because of fear of these men. Like none of that. They didn't even focus on that. This is what they did. Verse 34. Then the entire town came out to meet Jesus, but they begged him to go away and to leave them alone. They, they didn't see the power of the, the miracle that was taking place. And here's what I think the important thing is. Without relationship with the king, it's, it's, it's hard for us to always interpret what is happening in the kingdom realm. And we get our eyes fixed on the wrong element of the story, the wrong narrative of the story. Now, because the disciples had some relationship with Jesus already, that they were able to understand what was going on and be able to celebrate the miracle that had taken place when that person and that man encountered the power of the kingdom of heaven. Their relationship grew. But if you don't have that relationship, then your interpretation of what happens in the kingdom realm and the power of the, the kingdom can be misinterpreted and you get really, really confused by the whole thing. And it causes you to not want to do, have anything to do with the king, with the kingdom, because it messes up your paradigm or your understanding of the world. Relationship with the king is so key to help us and to broaden our mind, to open our mind to the realm of the kingdom and the possibilities of the power of the kingdom. This is, this is what this does. Our last uh, section, we're going to go actually to chapter 10. And in chapter 10, we see this really cool picture because what's happening is Jesus is called, he's, he's, he's sending out the 12 disciples. And as he's doing this, he's giving them authority to cast out spirits, to heal every kind of disease and illness. And then it reads it off and then it gives a little bit more detail, but I'm going to jump down into to verse 16. Now, here's what I want you to understand, and, and this is the part to, to grasp out of this. They had been walking now with Jesus. They had seen the miracles performed. They had seen the authority of the king function, and they had, been, they had been able to tap into the realm of the kingdom. They'd seen the power. They'd seen the authority. They'd seen the demons cast out. They'd seen the miracles take place. They'd seen the healing, the signs and wonders, all of that. Now Jesus is saying, now, now, because you have a relationship with me and because you've now experienced the outpouring of the kingdom of heaven, the power of the kingdom of heaven, you turn around and I'm giving you authority to do the same thing. This is what it says. This is Jesus. These are the encouraging words of Jesus. Look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. But beware. Excuse me, what? For you will be handed over to the courts and will be flogged 
and with whips in the synagogues. Well, that's just so encouraging. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. That's, that's just that's what I wanted to hear as you're getting ready to send me out as a disciple. You're going to be whipped. You're going to be flogged, just, just so you know. Excuse, excuse me, what? You will stand uh, trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. This is real uplifting. Now, no, we probably will not be flogged or whipped in our life. Probably. We might not all stand in front of governors and ruling authorities. Some of us will. But this applies to all of us. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other believers about me. This is what happens. Your relationship with God has grown. Your relationship with the king. You've, you've had encounters with the kingdom realm. You now understand the power that is in the kingdom and the power that the king has. And your trust of the king has grown. And your relationship with him has grown as you've seen him perform these amazing things. And now you have to turn around and do it. And hopefully at that point, because of your relationship and because of your encounters with the power of the kingdom realm, you can turn around with full confidence in authority to be able to function because Jesus has told you that you have the authority to do it. And this is what will happen. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. There it is, the, the spirit of your father, the king, speaking through you. You've encountered it. You've grown in your relationship. Now turn around and you function in it. Our lives need to be marked by encounters with the kingdom of God, a relationship with the king that grows and motivates our entire life and then turning around and having the outworking of the authority, miracles, signs and wonders that take place through us because we understand the authority of the king. For us to have a desire to say, God, I want to be used by you. I want to have more than just an intellectual understanding. I want to have a heart understanding. I want to have a heart encounter with you that then prepares me for the moment when you say, all right, now it's your turn. And I am going to, by my spirit, says the Lord, give you the words to say, give, the, uh, give you the utterance, and I'm going to give you the authority to function and to see signs and wonders and miracles take place. This should be our desire. As we learn about the kingdom of heaven, it's not just, okay, great, that helps me know how to live. It's saying, no, I understand that there is an entirely different realm that I have not tapped into that I need to tap into in order to bring that realm to the realm that I live in. And God's given us the authority to be able to do that. So as we walk away today and as we process this, my heart, and I think our heart should be, God, don't help me to just know what the words say. But help me to encounter you. Help my relationship with you grow. And out of this, we're going to see amazing things happen. 
I want to pray for you today, and then we're going to close, and you're going to have conversation. It's going to be great. Hopefully, you've been encouraged. Hopefully, this whets your appetite for more. I, I, I really do. I hope you walk away from this, and you're like, yeah, 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 I want that. I want that. I want a deeper relationship. I want more of the power of the kingdom of God to flow through my life. Like, that's what I want. I'm going to pray that over you. God, I pray right now for every person that's watching, whether online or in a house church, that, Father, right now, you would come by your spirit and that our relationship with you would grow. I pray that you would touch every person with your spirit right now. Lord, that you would help us in this moment to have a new revelation of who you are, who you are God, to have a new understanding of who you are. Father, I pray that we would be able to enter in and function more in the realm of the kingdom of heaven that we would see the power of the authority of the king flowing through our lives to reach those around us. Lord, we're not content with what we've known. God, I'm not content with what I've known. Lord, I, 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 I've had those prophecies. I've had those moments and I'm holding on to those and I'm claiming those. And God, right now I ask for every person that we would be filled with your spirit to be able to function in the authority that you've given and to be able to pour out heaven here on earth. Lord, I pray that there would be a swell of signs, of wonders, of miracles taking place because of us, God, that you would see a people that you could flow through to bring a touch to this world. So Father, I pray that you would just anoint your people, God. I pray that you would just pour your spirit upon your people. Help us, Father, as we go into this week. God, help us to be people who go after relationship with you, encounters with your, 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 your kingdom, and to be able to function in that here on earth. Father, we love you. Thank you for this time. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.